MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume. Awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin's some stupid kid. weird guy. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol in my volume. Alcohol in my volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? Nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin. Right? So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! I guess it helps so I turn on the mic, right? And, you know, speak into the side with the light on it and everything. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume, first show of 2014. It is Tuesday, January 7th, 2014, like I just fucking said. You are listening to Alcohol by Volume on morelikeradio.com. If you would like to Skype in, the Skype name, Alcohol by Volume, all one word, please excuse the printer in the background. Apparently my wife decided she needed to print something just right now. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> alcohol by Volume, all one word on Skype, or 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. Uh, let me move tabs around here. Okay, everything good there. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, because I, I am a broadcaster. I don't care what anybody else says. I am a broadcaster. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's see. What's going on with me? I finally got that winter ale brew going The uh, with the Mr. Beer kit. I don't know why it took me so goddamn long to get that going. You know what? I, I do know why it took me so goddamn long to get it going. I had the the kit and I think the barrel up in a kitchen cabinet for the longest time and all the sanitization supplies and all that other stuff. Sitting up a kitchen in a kitchen cabinet, if I had left it out on the counter, like I should have, you know, make a mess on the counter, then I would see it every day and actually do it. So finally, um, this past weekend, I took it out of the cabinet, left it on the counter, and within one day, I actually did it. Um, and um, I'm just going to divert to the chat here really quick, Oxtail. Um, the left-hand milk stout nitro does not have the Guinness cartridge in it, unfortunately. It's it's a different procedure they do with that one to nitrogenize it. Um, some some secret procedure they have. Um, I think they have it actually patented the way they do it. So no cartridge in that one. So it, it, in my opinion, it's not as good, you know, nitro as you might get from like a Guinness can with the widget. So, um. But I got the I got the brew going once I left everything on the counter and took care of it. But uh, I mean, uh, I, I enjoy making beer, but goddamn, I hate 
sanitizing stuff. I really, really hate it. I, I wish I had a second, like, smaller kitchen to do it in. Or, or just just another room that nobody else goes in. Because it gets kind of difficult with a two-year-old around. And the house is, you know, just pretty much a disaster area everywhere. Um, and, you know, the, the kitchen the kitchen is never clean. The, the kitchen is never clean at this point. I will clean it five minutes later. It, 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 it's shit. So, I don't know. There's actually, there's an article I found today that um, if a place like this came out around me in New Jersey... Um, Cornex had a good idea to get a meth trailer. Well, that's not a bad idea. I <laughs> uh, could probably find them cheap in Sussex County, too. Um, but, oh, Jesus Christ, I already, like, I, I tangent myself off the whole thing. Um, what the hell was I saying? Uh, making beer, messy kitchen. Wow. I haven't even had that much to drink yet. I am drinking a bottle of Sam Adams Merrymaker, which uh, on Twitter I was asked by, let's see, uh, Beer Drinking Batman. He had asked me uh, what I was going to be imbibing tonight. So that is what I'm drinking to start with, and then I'm going to be moving on to the uh, Budweiser Project 12 stuff. But uh, goddamn, what the hell? <laughs> Making beer, stuff on the counter, blah, blah, blah. Wish I had a separate place. For, I don't know. Oh, yes. No, okay. See, I, I had to follow the whole trail there. People that are listening probably just think of what the hell. <laughs> Cornex says, I'm back one day already distracting you again. It wasn't that bad, dude. But, um, um, oof. Okay. Yeah, an ar- article I'm going to talk about later. If there was a facility like this in Jersey, I would definitely be going to it. Um, I'd probably like make Dennis go to it with me too, just to defer some of the cost because I could. But, um, you'll, I'll, I'll get to that later anyway. So, one of the beers that I believe I mentioned last week, but I had not drank yet, and why the... Fuck printers. Okay, it it says now printing. You're not printing anymore. Stop printing. Oh, okay, and Oxtail69 said, beer drinking Batman is his buddy, and told him about my show. Thank you very much, sir. I I love it when people spread the love of ABV. Um, I know I actually got, uh, I think, at least a couple more likes on the Facebook page, which I am very, very, very pleased about. Uh, maybe one day I'll get to 100 likes on there. So that's facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And I actually did post something on there today, too. Uh, oh, my God! Oxtail is Batman. <laughs> uh, Marianne in the chat also. Hello, Marianne. Uh, but earlier, let's see. Uh, might have been, I think it was this past weekend. For all I remember, it was like two days ago. I can't keep track of anything anymore. But I drank that Shipyard Mint Chocolate Stout. I had high hopes for it. I probably shouldn't have. It wasn't horrible, but it was too heavy-handed on the spearmint for me. I know it's hard to balance that. Some people might say it's too too much. Some people might say it's not enough. When I was going through some of the reviews on Beer Advocate, people were pretty much evenly split where they were saying it felt like there was toothpaste in with their beer. Others were saying, oh, it was just a nice subtle hint. It worked well. It's, it, I think it depends on your palate. With me, it just didn't work. Um, but there's actually another mint chocolate stout that is going to be coming out that I will be discussing uh, towards the end of the show that I'm going to try and find, and hopefully that will work out better for me. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'll, I'll try I'll try a, a different, different version of the same style. 
So, it being the new year and all, I'm not going to do the hacky thing and go for you know New Year's resolutions. Oh, I I re- I resolve to be drunk more. No, um, too hacky shit. There's stuff I want to accomplish this year in term. Well, in terms of alcohol, I guess that actually sounds worse. So this year, one thing I want to do, I really want to nail down what I like about certain styles and what I don't. It, with all the different beers that I have a tendency to go through, I will often forget what I actually like and what I don't like. You know, it, beers like doubles, triples, uh, certain wheat beers, and so on. I mean, I know for the most part I like stouts. Uh, for the most part, I like uh, fruit beers, porters, stuff like that. Um, but Cornex in the chat, he said, um, I think it depends on how some people react with herbs. He said he's the only person in his family who can stand cilantro. And I, I think that may be it. Just a, a, some people have the taste buds that have that sensitivity to certain things. Like, well, with me, I mean, it, somebody might say, you know, okay, this is not a very hoppy beer, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, ah, ah, way too hoppy, way too hoppy. You know, all a matter of taste there. So the spearmint hit me a little bit too hard in that. If I try another one, I'm hoping that the spearmint is a little bit uh, mellowed out. Oh, yeah. Little Matt says, for the most part, you love IPAs. I am going... That's that's another thing this year. I am going to actually try more IPAs. Um, eventually, I will... Pr- I'm going to hate doing... Well, you know, I, I'm going to do a pick a six-pack. And maybe half of them, I'll do IPAs or something. Because... It's not that I don't like pale ales in general. For instance, Sierra Nevada pale ale, I I like that. It's not a favorite of mine, but every now and then I like to have it. But I don't know. I think the, the probably the, like, I, I think I mentioned this. Um, when I got the Sam Adams Winter Classics box, the least offensive IPA that I've had was the Juniper IPA. The funny thing is I was reading, I think it was on Reddit or something, that some people were like saying, oh my God, this is the worst IPA ever. It's disgusting and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe 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 I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to IPAs. And Matt, I, I do want to drink more. Well, I want to drink more cheap beers, but not necessarily shitty cheap beers. I mean, if you, if you saw the, uh, the image I posted on the Facebook page uh, corresponding with the top beers of 2013 that I talked about last week. I have the best value on there, the Simpler Times Lager from Trader Joe's. And that one, you can't beat that one a six-pack for three ninety nine. And that one's a cheap beer, but it's not shitty. It's, it's a good cheap beer. So also throughout the year, I mean, I, I want to I wanna get adventurous and try new styles um, at the same time. You know, I know there's certain things I know I'm not going to like, but there's certain stuff I just don't, I just don't know. Um, I can't always stick to the same, you know, safe stouts, porters, fruit beers, and everything. I always gravitate towards that stuff because it's safe for me. Because I know that I will probably like it, and I'm probably not wasting my money. But who knows? Um, yeah, that, that that's going to be where building the six packs is going to become really, really important because I don't want to be stuck with a six pack of shit. And this Merry Maker is actually pretty good. It is not too overpowering on the gingerbread. It's a nice, nice spicy stout in terms of um, in terms of spices like, you know, nutmeg, that kind of spice, not like chili pepper spice. Oh, God, Foster's. <laughs> Even, I think, 
I, I was told that even Australians don't drink that swill. <laughs> um, and, and you know, in getting into more styles, I'm going to rely on you people for this too. I mean, both on the ABV beer tasting list, tinyurlcom slash tasting and on the Facebook group. Um, obviously, mileage may vary depending on where things distribute and stuff like that. More and more stuff has been popping up in Jersey, which has made me pretty happy. But it gets kind of stagnant sometimes where it's always the same shit out here. So, yep, Oxdale has it right. Foster's is Australian for piss. Um, but, you know, spe- speaking of a piss beer in a can, one thing I want to do this year that I have never done before, and I think it's because I never did that, you know, major beer drinking when I um, when I was a teenager and stuff like that, I need to shotgun a beer. Never shotgunned a beer before. Don't know why. No idea why. Um, I would not exactly know the proper procedure. I, I guess you just, I don't know, you maybe take a screwdriver and punch a hole in the side of the can and then just guzzle it out of there. I don't know. Um, so I, I may need to be educated on that at some point. I'm not, I'm not going to use good beer for that, obviously. Well, then again, well, I don't know. I probably should do a shitty low uh, alcohol content beer for that. Otherwise, I'll, well, I'll have another ER incident. Um, another thing I'd love to do this year, I'd love to get a brewery to sponsor the show, uh, preferably someone on the East coast, you know, someone, someone like, uh, Duclaw Brewing with, uh, whom I had some nice, good interactions on Twitter yesterday, uh, hint, hint, and no Cornax. I've never shotgunned a beer. Um, I, I can, I can chug a beer. I can <laughs> ask, ask Dennis, uh, Hammy and Punchy. I can, I can chug a beer. I can chug it out of a pitcher apparently um but i'm 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 assuming it's just a matter of punching a hole in the side of the beer and then just chugging it all out so oh no oh no i just saw a skype contact come online i think somebody is going to have to explain things to me but uh until that happens in the meantime uh let's see oh yeah no more pitchers of beer that's what i'm doing no more pitchers of beer i'm, I'm done with pitchers I'll, stupid me, I'll shotgun a beer, but I'm not going to do any pictures of beer. Um, and I'm going to hold to what I said in the New Year's show. I'm going to delve more into wine. I may need kind of like inexpensive entry-level suggestions from Sherry for this one. Uh, I know I wrote down some stuff from her when I did my wine show. Stupid me, I can't fucking find it. Uh, and here's my caller. Uh, let me make sure he's not muted. Hello, sir. Hello, Kevin. Okay, explain this to me. All right. Well, first, it's not a screwdriver. What you do is you get a pocket knife, and it's at the very bottom, like right where the bottom of the label meets the bottom of the can. Okay. You pierce that, and you make like a little triangle. Okay. And you push that in with your finger. You make the first pierce, then you push that in with your finger. Then you sort of hold, you try to hold it, and you want to flick underneath the tab bit just to start and once the time starts because you're going to be competing with everyone they say go you flick back the 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 tab mm-hmm. and you just guzzle okay i suppose that makes sense yeah I, I i've just i've seriously never had occasion to do it before i mean like it was my first time drinking a beer i was shotgunning damn <laughs> and i won I mean, I, I've witnessed people do keg stands, and that's about that's about as close to that as I've gotten. 
a keg stand is more of a... I guess you could say a keg stand is almost more of an infinite uh, shotgun. <laughs> Kev, I'm 20. I, I just got out of college. I know what a keg stand yeah, is. Yeah, well, I know. Of course, of course the, the chat is just slaughtering you right now. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, let's see. White ass Brent, you do what with the what? Uh, little Matt, the the the, the tab. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, At least I'm on air, fucker. Oh, oh. oh what's that? Oh, right, that's right. <laughs> Royce will never let you on the air. <gasps> oh, oh, be nice, Cornex. Matt's a loyal listener. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for educating me on the the waves of the shotgun. I I will. Now, is that something like I should probably be over a, a bucket or potentially a sink when I do that just to avoid mess? Are you kidding me? You do this outside. Oh, well, I would probably do it on the damn show. <laughs> oh, um, then I guess you would need towels. Okay, that works. I got enough shit towels here. <laughs> Great. Okay. Right. Have a good show, man. Thanks, Cornax. That was Cornex from the Nerd Hour, which uh, I believe is on, was that Saturday nights now? I do not remember the time, but it is on Saturday nights. I do remember that. I'm horrible with the schedule. I suck at that. Um, but yes, I, I am going to shotgun a beer this year. And if I do it on the show, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to lay down some towels. And I will I will go through Cornex's procedure there with the pocket knife and everything. I, I, I should be able to figure it out without making too much of a mess of myself. Um... Oh, and last uh, last kind of intro bit here today. I have an idea for a new promo for my show, but given my amount of free time lately, I may need, I don't know, a little bit of help from you guys. As you very well know, my verbal crutch on here is, uh. Anytime I pause and I don't catch myself, as I'm trying to do right now. My crutch is, uh, and I'll keep saying, uh, 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 over and over again. I mean, I, th- I think this is like show number 50 right now, so I can't even count the number of times I've, uh, th- th- there you go. I've said, uh. I want to get as many individual clips of me saying, uh, on the show as possible. There is a reason for this, and it would be a little bit of a production piece for me once I had those, but... I don't know. Could be amusing. See what happens. Um, ooh, roll into a bucket. Yes, I have a bucket on the floor here. Which could also, you know, catch the shotgun beer. Well, before I get into some news stories tonight, before I forget, I want to make sure to do a bit of promotional work here. For fans of Archer on FX, you do not want to miss this week's Hippo Juice. Wednesday from 7 to 9, they are going to be interviewing Chris Parnell, also formerly of Saturday Night Live. So check that out this Wednesday. Hippo Juice, Wednesday, 7 to 9. So little bits of news briefs here. These aren't huge, huge stories, but just little little stuff that caught my eye. Uh, ancient Egyptian brewer's tomb found in Luxor. I always like these stories of uncovering old beer history, whether they're Prohibition era or ancient civilizations. I mean, run the gamut there. So, archaeologists, uh, and this is from uh, BBC News, 
Archaeologists have discovered the tomb of a brewer who served an ancient Egyptian court more than 3,000 years ago in Luxor. The man buried in it was head of beer production. A Japanese team found the tomb during work on another tomb belonging to a top official under Pharaoh Amenhotep III, who died around 1354 B.C. Uh, the rest of it, uh, rest of the article is just kind of going into some of the bits with the tomb. But I, I just thought that ancient brewer's tomb found in Luxor. And apparently the brewer was important enough to have his own tomb like that, and not just, uh, you know, tossed in the ground, I suppose. Um, that actually reminded me of another story I saw today that, I don't know, it, it kind of irked me a bit. I, I forgot to bookmark it. But I guess there was a a pub, the remnants of which were discovered last year in New York when excavations were being done to build yet another high-rise hotel in the city. And they were trying to get it preserved as a landmark because apparently this pub was one that George Washington himself visited. You could, you could see... Um, in the cellar, because I think the cellar was the main intact part still, you could see the original, like, hand-done uh, slats and everything, you know, um, the, the floorboards up above, like, very wide floorboards, stuff like that. And apparently the the deadline for it, preserving it or whatever the hell the procedure is for that ran out in November and I believe last month the cellar was destroyed. So that's a little piece of beer history. And when you look at it, George Washington, you know, American history there too, that's, you know, just trash for another fucking hotel. But I guess the guy that was, and I like that uh, image there in the chat, Oxtail. <laughs> it is, uh, oh God, um, is that, uh, I'm trying to remember the bird guy. Is that raw? I haven't, I used to, I'm going to go on a tangent in a second with that, um, but, um, oh, Jesus Christ, the the guy that was trying to preserve the site, he uh, managed to get a few of the, of the original boards and everything from there, so he's going to try and preserve them in a museum, stuff like that, so it sucks when stuff like that has to go, but progress, progress, complete tangent here, but it ties into the whole Egypt thing. The, the picture here in the chat, I believe it is of the god Ra, and he's holding a, a glass of beer. I have not thought about this in years, and I don't even remember the exact name. It was an old game for Commodore 64 that it was like a action platformer that was ancient Egyptian-themed. and It was like the Curse of Amun-Ra, or something like that. Um, oh, Horus. Cornex, thank you. Thank you. Damn, I... So maybe maybe the game was the Curse of Horus then, because I remember, I remember it was centered around the bird god. I, I used to be really into ancient Egyptian history, and I completely fell off with that. But now, See, now I'm going to have to look that up after the show. I, I, lo- I loved all my old stuff from the Commodore 64. I posted something on Facebook... It was either today or yesterday that this woman turned a Commodore 64 into a bass guitar using the sound chips within the Commodore 64 for the guitar sounds. So, but that's not this kind of show. This is a beer show, so I'm going to continue on that. I will continue on to, uh, well, kind of a personal hero. Of, no, not really. Uh, this guy could have killed someone. What am I saying? 
Iowa City man's blood alcohol too high to register. Uh, this is from KCRG.com, ABC9. Um, you know your blood alcohol content is too high when a breathalyzer can't calculate it. Iowa City police said that's what happened early Friday morning when they gave a breath test to an Iowa City man that initially read 0.467% before then reading high. I don't know. Maybe it was just greeting him. Maybe it wanted a high five. I don't know. So uh, officers were called to blah, 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 home. Um, guy's name is Levi Carter. For a report of a man who drove off the road and hit a street sign, police spoke with a passenger in Carter's vehicle who said they heard Carter slurring his speech and believed him to be drunk. Oh, just believed him to be drunk. No, you should have been fucking certain he was drunk. Passenger also told police Carter was driving 55 miles per hour on 1st Avenue, a 25 mile per hour zone. Before crashing his car, police said Carter was talking to people in his basement who were not there. Okay, sounds legit. Smelled strongly of alcohol and could barely stand without holding himself up. This is the best part. Carter allegedly told police he drank two Bud Lights and admitted to driving home. Well, is this guy a lightweight? I don't know. Or just a fucking liar? Who knows? Carter failed an eye test and was too drunk to complete any other field sobriety test. The 0.467% reading came on a weak test before the testing instrument simply read high, police said. So I give uh, kudos to this guy for you know not dying and uh, not killing anybody else, too. <coughs> um, the curse of Rock. That's a coloring book, Cornex. But, I uh, same, same, same vein. But you know, it was, it was an action platformer based on ancient Egypt. It was, it was weird. I don't know. Commodore sixty four, and I, I'm probably misremembering the damn name too. I could probably, honestly, you know what? I could probably find it on um, some abandonware site too. If Home of the Underdogs is still around, if anybody wants to look up old abandonware games, look up Home of the Underdogs. If that site's still around, is a fucking gold mine. Okay, um, let's see. Six points, Pete Dixon. <laughs> Dixon is joining uh, New Jersey's Carton Brewing. I have had some stuff from Carton Brewing, and I uh, I enjoy their stuff. And God damn it, why didn't I close that tab? Because uh, I'm fucking stupid. That's what, okay. So, um, six point, I've had some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Hit or miss with me. Uh, the one that I really enjoyed from them was Three Beans, but I believe that has been discontinued, but that is neither here nor there. Um, I guess Pete Dixon was one of the head brewers for Six Point. He's joining Carton Brewing of New Jersey. Uh, expected to join around the beginning of March. Um, he was at Six Point for three years. Um, and let's see. Do, 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 do. I guess basically, there's almost been kind of a partnership between Six Point and Carton, where there's not that rivalry that you may see with other with other brewers. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to make sure I see where this name came from. Uh, head brewer Jesse Ferguson at Carton. He said, "If I'm out of a bag of grain or need some yeast or 11 pounds or whatever hop, I could call Pete up and he would have it, trade it to me, or sell it to me." So th- this isn't like some kind of leaving on bad terms thing. I mean, this is, you know, it's a brotherhood kind of thing. Carton Brewing does some good stuff, and I'm curious to see what Pete Dixon can uh, bring to those guys. 
Uh, let's see if there's anything else in the article here. Um, yeah, and Carton has actually only been around since summer 2011, so not that long, whereas um, Six Point's been around since, uh, shit, I think like 2003, if I remember correctly on that one. Um, nope, not that one either, Cornex. Um, that's not, no, not, not that one, Brent. Uh, wasn't wasn't raw. Wasn't Pharaoh's curse. Damn. Um, it, I know Commodore sixty four graphics were kind of hit or miss, but I know they were. Um, it was it was better graphics than this Fighting Warrior one. Pharaoh's curse. It was a newer one than Pharaoh's curse too. Um, hey Red Sox, welcome to the chat. Uh, I'm not sure why you're giving me a kissy kissy emoticon, but okay. Um. Uh, I I want to I want to say it was the curse of Amon Ra A M O N R A. I don't know why that rings a bell so much, but I know it it would have been a later '80s, possibly early '90s game. Not a hundred percent certain on that. Um. <laughs> yeah. See, see, I'm I'm, fill, I'm filling in the gap while Antisocial Gamer Radio goes on hiatus, right? <laughs> Filling in the video game gap. I'm just going with retro games. I don't know what the hell. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. How many more little news breaks? Oh, I got one more here. Kona Brewing. Uh, as you guys may remember, one of my favorite beers comes from them, from them, the Kona Brown, which, yes, I have seen in stores again for the season. I'm very, very happy. It's their coconut beer out of Hawaii. Very, very delicious not overpowering. It is a fantastic beer. Uh, in fact, when I uh, have expended my supply of beer in the fridge, I think that is what I'm going to be picking up. But anyway, Kona Brewing, they've tacked on three new states for distribution. And I know my friends in Michigan may be happy about this to check it out. Uh, they're going to be shipping to three new states in 2014, Kentucky, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I don't believe I know anybody in Kentucky. I don't believe I know anybody in Wisconsin. So, hello, Michigan. You will be getting Kona. Find Kona Brown and drink it. It's good. It's really, really good. This I didn't know. Kona Brewing's actually been around uh, for 20 years now. Founded in the spring of 1994 by a father and son team. Um, and I... I Everything I've had from them I've pretty much liked with the exception of this, um, I think it was like a pale lager that eh, 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 didn't really, or it was either pale lager or pale ale. I don't even remember now. But um, their pipeline coffee porter is good. Longboard Island lager is good. Kona Brown is good. And they've actually, they I know they've revamped their bottles too. I, I reported on that some months back, but I finally saw it in person for the first time where they actually have the islands of Hawaii embossed on the bottle and it says liquid aloha on there in fact uh, I think I got an image here um dagger of Amon Ra thank you Cornax that's what it is son of a bitch that's that's gotta be it that's gotta be it and I'm hoping that is actually a a like action platformer as I'm remembering I, I remember walking around as a character w- with with the mask of Horus on, like doing stuff. Oh, I, yeah, I think it's. I I'm almost positive that's it. I I love Sierra games. Oh, Sierra was so good, and Oxtail. I also love Choose Your Own Adventure. But 
uh, damn, what was, uh, okay, it's a point and click, damn, you know what, I, I'm wondering if I had two different Egyptian-themed games now then, because, yeah, Sierra's were, Sierra games were always point and click, yeah, shit, I mean, it was Roberta Williams' game, what am I talking about, hmm, I'm going to have to research more and find screenshots and such, ugh, at least, I guess I know what I'm doing at work tomorrow, god damn, <laughs> fuck, ugh, but yes, I love Choose Your Own Adventure, and I'm trying to remember now that... See, the show is just going... Topics all over the place, and I love it. But this is weird that I remember this, but that particular book that Oxtail posted in the chat there, The Curse of the Haunted Mansion, I don't believe I ever read that one. However, the author of it, Edward Packard, was my favorite, favorite, favorite Choose Your Own Adventure author. There was one story that he actually was in it was some weird alternate universe switching around kind of thing where you as the you know the person in the story actually meets edward packard um damn you know and seeing the the screenshot that cornex posted in the chat there that looks familiar but not as the game i'm thinking of now you know what okay I'm thinking of another name, Cornax. Now, um, look up uh, "Eye of Horus" for uh, Commodore 64. For some reason, that's ringing a bell now too. I don't know why. See, I'm, I'm getting everything mixed up in my. I played so many goddamn Commodore 64 games when I was younger. I didn't have a game console. I didn't have an NES. I didn't have an Atari. At a Commodore 64, from the point I was like four, and you know, Defender of the Crown, uh, Pole Position, just all sorts of stuff on there. Bruce Lee, great, great stuff. Okay. Uh, wow. See, I'm... I'm ah! Cornex. Don't worry, I'll delete that. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm taking over Ashley here, but I'm just... I'm doing retro games, apparently. Retro games and beer. And that is creepy, Cornex. That we were... You know, kind of think the same thing right there. Ah! Cave of Time was a very good one from Edward Packard. I want to say, I want to say the one that Edward Packard wrote. It was like Time, not Time Quake. That's a, um, I think that's a Vonnegut book. Um, uh, hyperspace, possibly something like that. Um, that could be at Cornax if you have a screenshot for it. And people, if you're listening to this live and you're not in the chat and you're missing this enthralling retro gaming discussion, <laughs> um, more like radio.com slash live. Join in. Um, I think this shit's cool. But going by the box art there, that would make me think that it's right. I just need to see a screenshot to know for 100% certain because I didn't have boxes for all my games. Um, okay, so I did Kona Brewing, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm actually going to get into an actual actual beer topic here. Commodore 64, Mask of Horus, results for Eye of Horus. Nice. See? <laughs> okay, yeah, this, this is kind of a nerd hour crossover in a weird, weird way, right, Red Sox? Yeah. Okay, so this one I picked up. Apparently, apparently there is... Um, I'm, I'll dip back into the chat here and there, you know, with the game stuff. Um, there was a big buzz about this blog... Uh, the website it's don'tdrinkbeer.com. I guess this this guy does beer reviews. He used to be a reviewer on Beer Advocate, and people seem to love him. Um, 
despite the fact that he writes like someone who is too juvenile even for 4chan, I don't know. I can't figure out if this guy is completely fucking awful or if he's completely brilliant. I have no clue. But basically, it's a blog entry that has picked up some steam and it's a backlash against brewery Kickstarters. Without even getting into it, I kind of understand where this guy is coming from. And I tried to support a brewery Kickstarter too. It failed, but I tried to support... Excuse me. I tried to support it. Um, Message from space. Um... (laughs) Be nice, guys. Be nice. Um, Scarab, Barris, and Total Eclipse. Ah, uh, but well, I I of Horus is very Egyptian, dude. Um, be nice, guys. I don't have to ban anybody in the chat. So anyway, this uh, this blog entry it was called "You Are Not a Brewer, You Are a Panhandler with a Kickstarter Account." Now, initially, when I saw this, I'm like, okay, this is kind of a dickish way to go across it. So, this guy says, Here's a general business tip to anyone looking to start a mediocre brewery in 2014. If the initial funding for your shitty project involves shaking an alms cup on the internet, your beers will probably taste like afterbirth. Consumers are dumb. Beer drinkers are even dumber. Hey! Dipshits regularly pay hundreds of dollars for bottles of beer that have marginally worse analogs available off the shelf. Okay, now that is true. Remember when I reviewed fucking uh, Depuration? I guess he reviewed this beer. That should be proof enough that the craft beer world is full of cock stains without mountains of disposable income. One thing about beer nerds, though, they have excellently calibrated bullshit detectors. You may beguile them into paying $250 for a reserve society that promises two glasses and a plaque, but even the sloppiest man tits will not pony up money for beer that doesn't even fucking exist. Recently, there have been ropes and ropes of pre-cum turned out by brewers who promise eternal anal massages for pennies on the dollar and forthcoming ambrosial treats. If you saw one of these people on the street, they would look like this, and they show a picture of a guy basically panhandling. I'm not going to go too much further into this blog because it's it's a lot of... there's There's a lot of ranting that really he just established in that first bit there. So, initially, I mean, I like I said, I supported a brewing um, Kickstarter because I thought, you know, why not? I enjoy beer. Why not try and help somebody that's starting up? This blog made me really think about it a bit, though. There are a shitload of brewery Kickstarters out there now, and when you really think about it, a lot of these people, as far as I can tell, are sight unseen brewers. Have they had professional experience? I don't fucking know. Have they just been brewing in their garage? Like in that, um, that, uh, mobile game that I have. Was it, uh, Fizz? I haven't played it in a while. I'm trying to remember what it's called now. Uh, yeah, Fizz. Okay. So are they just brewing out of the garage and, you know, want to try and go bigger? This guy's right. People are poning up money for beer that doesn't really exist yet. Um, and, you know, for, for some of these people, you know, maybe, maybe it is just a hobby and it becomes a money grab, you know, something like that. But th- thinking about it more, if there's no, if there's no real pedigree, no, no, nothing backing it up. I mean, I can understand if, 
you know, somebody said, okay, you know, I, I worked as one of the head brewers at such and such brewery for five years, but I would really like to start up my own, you know, my own brewery now. And we would concentrate on this and this style. And if you'd like what I, what I had done in past years at this brewery, could you support me? Something like that would seem a little bit more legitimate to me because there is a track record for it. But a lot of these Kickstarter breweries that are popping up now, it 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 almost seems like there's not anything behind it now. Um, let's see. Go through the blog a little bit more here. A lot of it's just like random offensive cursing, which I, I have no problem with random offensive cursing. Oh, okay. One of the things he really gets into here has to do with some of the rewards, depending on how much you put into the Kickstarters. Um, where the hell did I find that? Um, yeah, there was one Kickstarter. I couldn't believe this. It was a plastic beer mug with a bottle opener built into the bottle bottom. I mean, what the hell? Um, yeah, technically that's not a brewery Kickstarter, but uh, let's see. Perhaps you want to see Colorado's struggling beer scene finally get the legs that it so desperately needs. Now, if you haven't uh, kept track, uh, Colorado has a rather burgeoning beer scene right now. Um, So maybe you read Jurassic Park one too many times and now draw erotic dinosaur fan fiction. Well, it's called Fossil Brewing Company. Um, Well, those guys at Fossil Brewing have you covered. If you donate 1,000 to them, you get to name their fermenter. And as he says, I am not shitting you up the dick. You will ascend to a godlike level and be able to um, uh, not proofread your blog, apparently. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Naming a huge aluminum cylinder. The woman that works at Chick-fil-A has five dildos, each with a different name. For way less money, you can name her next marital aid and feel good about helping people under the poverty line. Um... Let's see. Yeah, he. I mean, he's actually he's going after specific Kickstarters here, unfortunately. But um, yeah, in summation, if you don't have a legitimate business plan, real backers, financial acumen, a tested product, a tested product. That's the big thing right there. A consumer base that actually gives a fuck. That's kind of important too. Unique beers that don't rely on shitty adjuncts and a proven track track record beyond praise from your alcoholic slash child molester uncle. And again, I said proven track record. Nothing about a child molester uncle, but, you know, can't be perfect here. You probably shouldn't be opening a brewery. Get back to selling oranges by the freeway and dreaming of your triple orange cream, dreamsicle, wheat beer, aged in Grand Marnier barrels, and Honduran tears. And it's, it's, it's weird. The first time I read this blog, I thought, oh, white-ass Brent, that's it. That's it right there. That is fucking it. That is, oh, that is, that is the screenshot, dude. That is it. Holy shit. So, uh, which game is that? Uh, <laughs> and yes, Brent threw up my concentration a little bit. Yes, I do have, um, you know, I have attention deficit apparently, but that is, that, that is definitely the game there in the chat. Thank you, Brent. I feel better now. <laughs> So I, I, read, I read this blog, and initially I thought, okay, this guy's an ass. This guy's a dick. And the more I thought about it, you know, I, I went into the comments, and I thought, okay, people are going to be like, this guy's an ass. What the hell is he doing? These people seem to love him. 
apparently there's this one Kickstarter where this guy says he wants us not to pay for his brewery, but for his trip to Belgium to learn about Lambic that he's then going to brew at his brewery for which he will probably solicit even more donations. Just incredibly amateurish and pathetic, not to mention got nowhere close to the goal. Um, another Kickstarter, Barking Duck Brewery, uh, total amateur hour, not to mention they got nowhere close to their stated goal. And I mean, you look at a lot of Kickstarters out there. Yeah, I mean, law of averages, most of your Kickstarters aren't going to get their stated goal. I mean, you know, for for every for every person that says, you know, oh, my daughter has cancer and I need money, you're going to, you know, for every, I don't know, thousand Kickstarters out there maybe, you might see five that get some good play and hit their goal. The rest of them, maybe the person's not pretty enough. Maybe they don't have the social media connections they need and you know, stuff like that. But so it's not a surprise that these these Kickstarters aren't even hitting their goals either. Um, let's see, there's one um, they're going for a steampunk gimmick with their brewery. Ugh. Um, I haven't looked at this one, but if if I I get the feeling Mitch would enjoy this. Crowdbrew.com slash reward slash campaign slash Zephyr dash brewing dash company. The comment here for that is, if the beer quality is anything like the production value of their video, they should just stop now. Also, one of the awards is a shout-out on their Facebook page as a thank you for the support. Fucking sweet! Um, thank you, Mitch. Ha, ha, ha about pulling out the uhs and <laughs> wait did i say something about dinosaur erotica Oof. and yes yes i am verbal crutchy thank you i have horace okay thank thank you thank you brent so yeah you you and cornex combined there cornex had the had the game the box art and everything and you got the screenshot and oh yeah that was a pretty good picture that i did didn't wasn't it mm-hmm. um yeah you know, Oxtail, Oxtail is a good point there, too. He says, you know, I, I like the Kickstarter programs to give people a bit of a chance to have a shot against the major or even medium breweries. That, and if the Kickstarter ideas suck, then people don't have to give money and help. And that's that's totally fair. I mean, I could start up a Kickstarter and say, hey, I want to start a brewery. I am probably not going to have the business acumen and everything like that. Okay, it... Like Mitch said, Kickstarters fail for two reasons. Shitty product or incredibly poor marketing. I know I would be poor on the marketing standpoint. Um, I would also be shitty on the product standpoint, but that is neither here nor there. Um, but I, I think that's... Uh, Mitch has it right. If they, fail from, if they fail marketing, it's because they're not getting to their audience and they're relying solely on their friends for success. Yeah. It... Th- it's one thing to be able to, like, if you have a Kickstarter, it's one thing to distribute it to your Twitter audience, to your Facebook audience. You think, I mean, that in extreme cases, and I'm, I'm, I'm not talking people that have, like, you know, big followings. I'm talking, you might get, I don't know, a hundred donors out of that, um, and who's, who's to say how much they will even donate um, but you, you, you got to go outside of your own audience. A lot of these brewers, it just seems like they'll pitch it to their friends. 
from a Kickstarter, and it never gets beyond that. It sucks, but I think in cases like that, it's just not meant to be. And yes, Matt, I would drink all the product probably. Uh, like I'm going to drink all my product upstairs when it is done. Well, I got to bottle it in two weeks and then wait another two weeks. But, eh, you know. But, I mean, I can't knock the idea of kick, uh, Kickstarters because there is cool shit that comes from them. But we're also in that age where everybody thinks they can do a Kickstarter. Okay, little, little Matt has it perfect here. My Kickstarter would be, get me a Sam Adams Utopia. Believe me, I have actually genuinely considered that. The problem with that is, I know that I would not get any necessary amount for that. I I have, you know, a decent amount of Twitter followers, but a lot of them are just kind of like passers-by that really, you know... We follow each other, but we don't really pay attention. That kind of thing. Facebook. You know, same thing. Old school friends. And then it's MLR people. Stuff like that. I don't have a wide enough... You know, even... I know I know I get downloads. But, you know, if, if I had... If I had everybody that downloaded this show every week give me a dollar, I'd be very happy. I know they're not going to do that, though. So, I mean, it's about marketing, marketing. Oh, Mitch says he'll get me a utopia if I give him a hundred bucks. Well, that would be a bargain considering it's, what, like 150, 175? <laughs> um, yeah, Oxtail says, hardest part of the smaller breweries to get their products to people. Taps are hard to get. Distributors uh, don't let uh, too many stores have shelf space for anyone other than the big boys. Yeah, it, and that is, you know, like, that's why you see a lot of these, like, brew pubs where it does not expand beyond the brew pub. Um, distribution is the big thing right there. Um, <laughs> boo, Matt, I like Cornax. Mitch, you should know what a Sam Adams Utopia is. Somebody, somebody find Mitch a picture of the Sam Adams Utopia, which is like $150, $175 a bottle. Supposedly, it is like heaven, and I have the cigar infused there we go thank you little matt um i have the cigar infused with sam adams utopias that when the weather is not hand blistering fucking single digit degrees um with you know all due respect to mitch who i believe what was it like 20 something below there if not more today (sighs) so i can't really complain about the temperatures here because he puts up with that all the time um, yeah, only 3,000 bottles produced each year. Supposedly, very, very good. And the bottles are actually pretty cool, too. You know, you gotta admit that. But, um, yeah, I know, Mitch, single digit. It was, it was like, it was like seven this afternoon. What is it in Minnesota today, Mitch? I need to know this. And it will make me feel better about how my fucking nose and snot just froze up the moment I walked out the door today. Uh, I know Dark Fox has it even worse. I think he said it was like 40 below or something like that. Um, boy, talking about the cold. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, and meanwhile, down in Australia, everybody's complaining about how hot it is. Global warming. 
Uh, oh, okay. Currently, it's two in Minnesota right now. Let's see. Let's see what my... Uh, okay, it's five here right now. <laughs> Negative 60 in Canada. Jesus Christ. Ah, well, it's good hockey weather, I guess. I don't know. Um, oof. Yeah, Mitch says this morning it was 13 below there. I know when I got into my car this morning, my car said it was five below. So everybody's talking about the cold. I did not run in the cold today because I am not an idiot. Um, well, actually, no, that's not entirely true because I ran on the indoor track at work today and fucked up my feet pretty bad because I was not used to that texture of running at all. Yeah, little Matt says it'll be 86 degrees today where he lives. Very nice. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, meanwhile, what was that? Was that just yesterday? Wait, is that yesterday? It was like 50, 60 degrees on here. Oof. Oh, yeah, Marianne's right. Five Below is a fun store. They have discounted Transformers there. Tangents! Tangents! Damn it! Yeah, I think I might be drunk. Oh, Sherry went to California. I'm sorry, Mitch. That's not fair. Is she visiting Kitty? <sighs> okay. Let's see. Uh, one, one more news story before I go to break. Steve steal 16,000 bottles of beer from an Essex warehouse. Yes, in the UK. This is from the uh, Mirror News UK. Uh, 16,000 bottles. It was worth about 50,000 British pounds, or about $87,000 US. It was from a warehouse for ales by mail. So it was like a mail order beer membership company. You know, beer of the Month Club. Think about something like that. Um. So it was, this is what astounded me. There were 15 thieves in total in this group. They spent two hours, two hours loading the beers onto a truck after having smashed out a window to get inside the storage unit. Two hours. I say it again, two hours. Where the fuck was the security? If this stuff was that valuable to you, uh, maybe a camera? Somebody watching the camera? I don't know. But two hours and nobody did shit? I don't understand that. Apparently, only BrewDog got stolen. Limited edition varieties that are only available online are from specialist wholesalers like Ales by Mail. Uh, let's see, the four... Beer types. It was Moshi Moshi 15, Interstellar, Hobo Pop, and Brixton Porter. Um, the managing director of Ales by Mail, Paul Krzyzewski, said only the Brewdog beers were taken while others nearby were untouched, so I don't know if they were targeted or the thieves just missed the others. Now, each bottle was due to retail for about three pounds, which is close to about $5 US per bottle. I doubt the thieves just missed the others. Um... And, uh, yes, Cornex, do it, do it, do it. Um, but I, I doubt these thieves just missed the others. Given BrewDog's notoriety, I'm willing to bet this was a targeted theft. They knew the BrewDog was there. They were probably deliberately going for it. And despite having taken two hours to thieve all these beers and load them onto a truck, these thieves are still on the loose. The humorous thing about this article is, yep, still still the case. There are four comments on there 
they have either all been deleted. Actually, no. Now they have all been deleted. Uh, marked as this comment was left by a user who has been blocked by our staff. I would love to know what the hell these users were saying, but they're all in the negatives with their comments. So I don't know. Um, so with that, uh, let me cue up a break here. So after the break, um, let's see another beer name cease and desist. This one I thought was actually kind of interesting because there was a nice response to it. Uh, Lagunitas owner Tony McGee is getting pissed off about something, and apparently he's always pissed off about something. Got this one from Brent on Facebook. Uh, from the Washington Post, what your favorite drink says about your politics. A uh, couple other things that I may get to. Um, one that I definitely want to. From the Wall Street Journal, brew your own beer at Kyuchi Brewery in Japan. That's kind of what I was talking about at the top of the show. And I'll get into that a little bit more. And maybe a couple stories uh, aside from that. Damn it. Fucking verbal crutch. A couple stories aside from that, if I have time. And then, of course, the new beer releases and reveals. I have a new one from Dewclaw Brewing that I'm actually quite looking forward to. And then another one from Flying Dog that may or may not suck. I don't know. But I, if I find it, I will probably buy it. So I will be back shortly here. Alcohol by volume on morelikeradio.com. Alcohol by Cheers. volume, Kevin oh, Show. Hey, hey. Oh, it's the name of the show. Hey, more like radio, less like crap. Many of us grew up reading the works of Jules Verne and books like Treasure Island, great classic fantasy novels. I love reading fantasy, but most of the fantasy novels released today read like a role-playing game. I'm interested in characters and stories when reading fantasy novels, and I found a fantasy novel written with the story and the characters as the focus. The book is titled Daughter of Vengeance, and the author is David Timrick. David Timrick is a self-published author who has written several books, and they are all top-rated on Amazon. Daughter of Vengeance is a story about a young lady who's thrust into a world of espionage, betrayal, and murder. A survivor at heart, she befriends a master assassin who takes her as his apprentice. After years of training and careful planning, she begins her life as one of the king's many spies. Unknown to her, a plot has slowly been unraveling, which will not only destroy the fragile peace of the kingdom, but could descend the world into chaos and war. Can Michelle rise above the shortcomings and failures of her predecessors and set right the wrongs done centuries before? And will her life be the ultimate price she pays for the sins of others? You'll have to read Daughter of Vengeance by David Timrick to find out. So visit his website, davidtimrick.com, to buy your copy today. David Timrick, T-E-M-R-I-C-K, davidtimrick.com. Daughter of Vengeance is available on Kindle and in paperback. Listen to Unsigned Hype every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on morelikeradio.com. It's hosted by Sir Darkseid, a.k.a. at Rules on Twitter. Check out the show for dope interviews, exclusive releases from artists such as Brother Ali, Mally, Kelly Mays, Lex Leosis, MOA, and Aesop Rock. It doesn't get better than this every Tuesday night on morelikeradio.com. It's the Unsigned Hype. Unsigned Hype.
Wednesday night at 11 p.m., tune into More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and Friends. Fistful of assholes! Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do the bit. <sighs> All right, you're such a diva now that you have your own show with guest host Punchy, Greenway, and whoever else shows up on Skype or in Fox's creepy basement studio. The smell of cum and beer doesn't make it creepy. Maybe not, but the fleshlight does. Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite. Thank you very much. What are the anal beads for? Can you just do the bit? Ugh, fine. Jesus, and you wonder why people get Marianne through the audio bits. Markout Radio live every Wednesday night from 11 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. This is it, the Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I I hope you end your life. Now get off the the microphone while I talk to my pal. Wait, why is that guy gargling? This is your morning wake-up call. Get up. It's how I get my morning started. They're my morning show. All right, here's a little inside info. They're not even real listeners. These are staged people, and you hear the same thing across the entire country. And that's why Hammy, Hammy, the true American, is going to serve his country and expose these hack shows for what they are. Only on Brainstew Radio. Friday nights, 8 to 10 on morelikeradio.com. Talk Radio Meltdown. He just wrote a song, put it on an album. The album came out, went to number one, and a few weeks later, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, I'm gay, and uh, if you want to know why, listen to this particular track. Oh, so everyone did, God. and they, they found out. It's like, oh, the song's apparently about how much he wants to fuck a dude. Okay. <laughs> that That's that's logical. <laughs> well, with the verse like, I want a dick up my ass repeatedly with balls touching my bum. Is that really the lyric? I'm not familiar with this band. (laughs) Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Are you a fan of comics? What about obscure movies and TV shows? Well then, you are in luck because every Friday, Nerd Hour is here to talk about those completely and utterly awesome things. So join Punchy, Ariel, and now Cornax as we talk the things that people claim prevent you from getting laid, but are balls anyway. The Nerd Hour, every Friday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. only on More Like Radio. Spoon! On this episode of the daytime drama Conti and Kenny, Conti shows compassion for Kenny's flailing comedy career. There's, especially in this area where we are, the Northeast, there's 10,000 people 
that want to be comics that sort of do it here and there, but they want to do. Not don't look at my schedule. <laughs> no, I wasn't putting you in that. Group. I've been doing it ten years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not uh, right now. I'm in a little. Not in a row. I'm, I'm, <laughs> 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 yeah, you jerk off. The Conti and Kenny Show If you weren't able to catch the last Hippo Juice show, here's what you probably missed. I would rather go one mile down the road than inconvenience men behind me. Mm -hmm. In my mouth, with my tongue, and testicles. Oh. The official statement is fag! Zach, um, uh, um, as far as your routine goes, how... You know, because do you ever, like, do, like, with, uh... Listen to the Hippo Juice Show live every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on morelikeradio.com. High Society Radio is now part of morelikeradio.com. Who's all part of the More Like the uh, more like Radio cavalcade of stars? Oh, who, who are you joining there? Oh, well, Hippo Juice, they're the the soul behind More right. Like Radio. And we're, we're jumping on there... High Society Radio, that is. What other what other kind of shows are over there, though? Oh, there's there's plenty. There's a there's just a roster that's ridiculous. There's 360 on 420. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman show. There's Ain't Social Gamer Radio. There's the Red Show. There's Daytime Divas. Okay, so you're not out there by your by yourself in the cold anymore. No, you're fucking with a family. Yeah, a real family, a family of gangsters. Take the edge off. MoreLikeRadio.com It's like rap music you can understand. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Hey, this is Will from Tattoos and Touchdowns. And Espo as always. Check us out every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon exclusively on MoreLikeRadio.com If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today, Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com. The Elvis and Albert Show, Thursdays, morelikeradio.com, 5 to 7. I'm Elvis Cage. I'm Alfred. I'm Jameson. And on the phone? It's Bill. I'm phoning it in. Always phoning it in. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Halfpenny Pub of Sayville. That's right. Punk rock music, independent music, and all the rest of the things that we speak about. Crazy what about the party stuff. Yeah. Here on morelikeradio.com. And elvisandalfred.com, 24-7. The Elvis and Alfred Show. Hi, guys. We here at Lust and Love are reaching out to our fans to help us rename the show. Help us think of a creative name, and not only will you get bragging rights for coming up with the new name, you'll also win a $25 Google Play gift card. Tweet your ideas to at morelikebombsy, at morelikekitty, at darkfox001, or at Lust and Love Radio. Contest ends January 20th. A ton of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. Morelikeradio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. It wasn't the way I put it at all, silly woman. Anyway, it was then that I first noticed it was missing. 
I said, have you checked down the back of the sofa? He's always losing things down the back of the sofa, aren't you, dear? Afraid so. Oh, keys, small change, sweeties, especially his glasses. Glasses. Blooming things. I said, why don't you get a chain wearing around your neck? He says, what? Like Larry, Larry Grayson. Grayson. So did you find it eventually, your lottery ticket? Well, yes, thank goodness we caught the coach on time after all. We managed to see uh, St Paul's, the Tower, but they weren't letting anyone into Parliament. Some big debate going on. John. Sorry, you're busy. Uh, no, 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 they were just leaving. Oh, oh were we? Yes. No, no, have you got a case? No, no not a case, no, no, no. Go, yeah, well, go. we're here on Saturday, yes, remember? Great, wonderful, just yeah, get well, out. Give us Very a nice. ring. Yes, good, get out. I can't tell you how glad we are, Sherlock. All that time, people thinking the worst of you. We're just so pleased it's all over. Ring up more often, won't you? <laughs> she worries. Promise. Promise? Oh, for <sighs> Sorry about that. No, that's fine. Clients? Just my parents. Your parents? In town for a few days. Your parents? Michael promised to take them to a matinee of Les Mis, trying to talk me into doing it. Those were your parents? Yes. Well, that is not what I... What? I mean, they're just so... ordinary. <laughs> it's a cross I have to bear. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, at Alcohol by Volume. You want to Skype in? Skype names Alcohol by Volume, all one word. Or you can call 862 345 7125. That's 862 Alcohol. Welcome to the chat, P Rock. P Rock on The Red Show, Wednesdays, 9 to 11, here on More Like Radio. And yes, Marianne, your hubby does make an awesome chocolate stout, as I can attest to. You know, if if I had been able to, uh, I don't know, if I had been able to put a name to it, I probably would have added that as one of my top beers of 2013, just because it was that damn good. So he he did some very good stuff, and oh, good lord, is P Rock gonna start beating Matt? <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Yeah, Oxtail says in the chat um, during the break in the chat we were talking about you know stouts and different stuff. Um, uh. Oxtail, he let's see, he cracked open. Let's see, uh, uh, keep scrolling. Was it Bluegrass Brewing Company Bourbon Barrel Stout? Uh, before that, he had a bottle of Lagunita Sucks, which uh, dumped because, as me and Marianne also agree, it sucks. It's way, way too hoppy. But talking about stouts in there, and we were talking about Sweet Baby Jesus too from Duke Claw, which is fantastic. But um, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, okay, yeah. Oxtail said he tried Southern Tears chocolate stout, wasn't too impressed. And you know, it's weird. I I think the, like a couple of my gateway brands when I was getting into craft beer, it was Rogue and it was Southern Tier, because I, I think those were the bomber bottles that I found most often. And like Rogue's hazelnut uh, ale, hazelnut ale, I think it was. Um, Rogue chocolate stout. And then uh, Southern Tier, um, I'm trying to remember, yeah, Southern Tier, uh, was it Chocolat? 
that that one tends to be a bit too bitter for me in terms of chocolate. Um, let's see what um I'm trying to think. Southern Tier does a lot of good stuff though. Um, damn, I'm I'm trying to remember. What's obviously pumpkin? If you like your pumpkin beers, yeah. Okay, oxtail just said that there. Uh, Pirog, what chocolate and beer is delicious. You just got to find the right ones. I get the feeling Pirog would not like sweet baby Jesus though. Um, damn, I I think I think it's called Plum Noir for um from Southern Tier. That one's pretty decent. The Warlock from Southern Tier was. Uh, pretty good. That was an Imperial Pumpkin Ale versus the Pumpkin. Uh, nice, nice companion to that. Yep, yeah, Warlock. War- Warlock, Warlock was good. It w- I didn't think it was as good as Pumpkin, but it was a nice take on it. So, oh, P Rock said he's gonna try a Sweet Baby Jesus on Wednesday, and he's probably gonna hate me because he's probably gonna hate it because I know P Rock isn't as adventurous. But you know what? If P Rock loves it. See that 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 is you got to listen to the red on Wednesday. You have to. You have to now. I know I have to. Yeah, Brent has it right. Chocolate and beer makes uh, beer taste like coffee, and that that's a lot of it. Your your chocolate stouts, you don't always get the chocolate notes from it. You get a lot of those espresso coffee kind of notes, and it's fucking good. Um, where the what? The, what the hell? What the hell is Pirock doing? <laughs> is it Maple and Jefferson now? Do I go left? I have no idea what's going on here. Oh boy! I think I, I I think I skipped over something in the chat, and I have no idea what's going on. Uh, but yeah, Pirock, if you can find that, try it. Um, I don't know. Maybe Jenny K will like it. Who knows? Um, Hopefully she does not have a peanut allergy because we don't want you to kill her. Ah, okay. So, um, oh, P-Rock's going to Mary Ann's. Nice. I don't know if he's serious or not. I'm kind of scared with that. <laughs> See, I never, I never know with you people. <laughs> ah, okay. So, this is from CNN. So it's another day, another cease and desist order, but this one actually had some humor to it. Starbucks sent a cease and desist order to a pub in Missouri regarding a craft beer dubbed a Frappuccino. Now, for those of you that go to Starbucks, well, you know that Frappuccino is not spelled this way, F-R-A-P-P-I-C-I-N-O. No, Frappuccino is spelled F-R-A-P-P-U-C-C-I-N-O. Yeah, so there's a difference there. So basically... Um, let's see, it's the beer in question here, it's a combination of a vanilla cream and a chocolate coffee ale, so you get, again, see, this this worked what we were talking about before, you get that chocolate, you get the coffee, you get that combination there, the customer said it tasted like a Starbucks Frappuccino. Now, a customer wrote about it on Untapped, reviewed it on there, checked in, whatever, obviously, and then 11 months later, came cease and desist. Well, okay. Now, Jeff Britton, he owns the Exit 6 Pub and Brewery in Cottleville, Missouri. He has for two and a half years. It's not a gastro pub. Doesn't even have a kitchen. It does craft beer. So, he mixed the vanilla cream and the chocolate coffee ale together. 
Customers liked it. And then 11 months later, the cease and desist came. So he received a letter from Starbucks lawyers asking him to stop using the name. Now, I, I, I can understand it. Now, was he officially using the name? Honestly, the article doesn't say. But um, the Frappuccino mark only differs from Starbucks coffee company's Frappuccino mark by one letter, the letter said, and is phonetically identical. Now, I would have laughed at the lawyer right then because it is not different by one letter. It is different by two letters. I'm going to spell this out for you. The, the beer is F-R-A-P-P-I-C-I-N-O. Remember that. Frappuccino is F-R-A-P-P, that's two P's, U, okay, the U is different, C-C, oh, 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 double C's, double C's, that's two letters, I-N-O, so different by a U and a C, fuck you lawyer, so the bar's use of the name would cause confusion among buyers, it added, the message was clear, you violated our trademark, stop, okay, that I can understand. I can understand that. Um, and I like Starbucks, Matt. Jeez. I go to Star. Well, I go to Starbucks every morning when the one in Denville is open. For some reason, when I get there at like 6.15, 6.30, they're not open. I don't know why, but I don't want to get them in trouble, so whatever. I like Skinny Cinnamon Dolce Latte because they are delicious. Continue with the story now. Uh, in the black and white legalese, Britain saw an opportunity. This huge law firm sends me this later. Uh, letter? Ugh. Letter. How many hours did that lawyer have to spend in sending that out? Britain says he re- reckons that Starbucks spent more in law firm billable hours than he made in the entire month of December. In other words, Britain felt he had to respond. I think this was the right response to this. Addressing his response to the lawyer and Mr. Bucks... Sounds like a character that might show up in the chat. He referred to the offending beverage and trademark as the F word so as to fend off further litigation risk. Now, before I go on in this article, I think that would be the perfect way from now on to market that craft beer. Serve it at his bar as the F word. There you go. Problem solved. But anyway. It has recently come to the Exit 6 pub and brewery's attention that there were three check-ins to the beer with a very similar name to the F-word. Unfortunately, it was only similar to the F-word because we meant to call it the same thing. Lucky for us, we're poor spellers. S-P-E-L-E-R-S. Think about it for a second. We just feel awful about calling a beer the F-word, the letter went on. We are bad people. We feel shame. While Britain wrote that he would stop calling the beer the F-word, he also wanted to reassure Mr. Bucks, I still find that funny, that he and his customers meant no harm. I guess that with there being a Starbucks in every corner of every block in every city, that some people may think they could get a Starbucks at a local bar, he wrote, so that was our mistake. Obviously, you know. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Bucks is in the chat. Oi. Okay, no, nobody try and market a Frappuccino. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, love that gag. Um, Britain said he wanted to make amends, so in an effort to remain in good standings, he included a check for the, quote, full amount of profit gained from sales of the offending brew. Total number of beers sold, three. 
the check to Starbucks, six dollars. So, um, let's see. Even somebody very inebriated should not find coffee and beer to be confusingly similar, wrote Mike Sandberg on the bar's Facebook page. Added Mindy Schildroth, I think you should name your next beer six bucks. That's a good idea, too. Uh, Martin Lawler said he'd fly from Oakhurst, California just to order the beer, and I don't like stout, he said. Who doesn't like stout? Stouts are delicious. And I would love to try this one, but I, well, I, unless somebody's paying for me to travel to Missouri and uh, covering my job, I can't do that. Now, I do understand Starbucks was just trying to protect their copyright. I cannot blame them for that. Yes, yes, they're big company, but if they don't try and protect the copyright, it, it anybody can use the name and it goes all over the place. I understand that. In a weird way, though, this is good marketing for this guy. He doesn't have to keep the Frappuccino name. He could rename it the F word or six bucks or whatever if he wanted to. I, I think this became a good opportunity for him. Um, oddly enough, let's see, the the manager for Starbucks Communications said uh, she had not heard about Britain's check. She said Starbucks wouldn't be cashing it. So this guy's going to have this open $6 check out there. Come on, that sucks. Uh, the experience prompted Britain to stop producing another beer. He said, tongue, in che- uh, tongue firmly planted in cheek, the Starbucks McDonald's Coca-Cola Marlboro Honey Lager. I don't know, that, that sounds pretty good to me. Um, the comments on the article, I mean, people were people were pretty much in support of this guy. Um, one guy said, name your beer F asterisk, 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 eh, asterisk. I can't, I can't say asterisk either when I'm drunk. Brewery and asterisk. Let's say effing fantastic. Just tell everyone in the fine print that it's rapping. So, you know, the asterisks. Yeah, fuck. That is such a bad, bad word to try and say when you have been drinking. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I understand where Starbucks is coming from. Um, but I, I think this guy, I think this guy will make good with the marketing on that. Uh, let me jump back into the chat here. Um, wait, who said, who said PP? Just say star, Kevin. Star. Oh, yeah. Damn it. I should have said star. F star star star. Ing. Gah. Thank you, Marianne. I'm going to remember that from now on because I think even when I'm sober, the word asterisk is not a not a good one to say. Makes it much easier. Oh, and Mr. Buck says the show is effing fantastic. I appreciate it. <laughs> I get where that was coming from. Um... I'm trying to remember, let's see, this is the days of $5 pitchers. Yeah, yeah, Brent, um, I don't. I paid, what, like $10, $12 for a pitcher and ended up in the ER. I don't need $5 pitchers. That'll kill me. Um, yeah, it, in the chat, M- Mr. Bucks is saying $2 a beer is pretty cheap. I know there's a uh, there's a gastropub around me that, I, I know I mentioned this in the show a while back, uh, went there, food was fantastic really good but they they had a lot of craft beer in their selection not a lot on tap a few here and there uh, they had like a lot of it they had on bottles they, they had like a bit of purple haze in bottles stuff like that 
But their big thing, their kind of house beer, it was it was PBR, and you get it on draft for two bucks. I couldn't complain with that, you know, complain about that. You know, PBR it's not fantastic, but for two bucks on draft, I wasn't going to complain about that. Oh, wait, when 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 the hell when the hell did I say? And I'm not going to say it again, but the, the the letter that comes after Q, or not letter that comes after Q, the letter that comes before Q, the letter that comes before Q twice. When did I say that? I don't know. Um, oh, Cornex's dad cracked into the Glenlivet without him. Boo! Glenlivet's awesome. Ah. And I know I mentioned this last, well, I guess I can say last year. I, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, if I say FRA, PP, you, CC, I N O. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess I did say that repeatedly. Thank you. Didn't catch that there. Oh, I said PP. But I, I never did get my bottle of the Black Label Jameson. I, you know what? I'm going to get my bottle of Black Label Jameson when I get paid from this upcoming video job I have this year. No major details with it, and I declare everything in my taxes, so I'm not endangering myself here, but it's going to be a $5,000 gig with basically three days of shooting and then you know miscellaneous editing. So I think I will celebrate when I'm done with that. It's going to be in the summer. Gonna celebrate when I'm done with that. Get myself a bottle of Black Label Jameson. That will be delicious. For now, let's see. I have a. I still have my bottle of absinthe here. No, I'm not chugging it for you people. Not tonight, at least. And I. I have my mostly full bottle of Busted Barrel Dark Rum from Jersey Artisan Brewing. Yes, I am supporting local businesses. Okay. Um, wow, holy shit, 7.30 already. Uh, this one I got actually from the New Jersey Star and Ledger, so I'm getting, uh, from a local source here. Lagunitas owner, see it, again, relevant, relevant, because we were talking about Lagunitas in the chat during the break. Lagunitas owner Tony McGee gets pissy over Sam Adams' Rebel IPA. Now, I, I saw some rumblings on, and you know what, hold on a second, this is bugging the piss out of me. My printer is still sitting in its now printing stage. Let me disconnect the power. And power back up. I don't know why I got stuck. Fuck that. Okay. Uh, Apparently this has been going around. Sam Adams has a new beer coming out called Rebel IPA. And there has been some weird uproar about it from Lagunitas. um, Lagunitas's? That's the proper pronunci- excuse me, pronunciation there. Tony McGee, one of the owners. Oh, one of my uh, my yellow cartridge is low. Yeah, it's improper shutdown. Fuck you. Um, he, he's he's pissed off about it because he thinks that Rebel IPA is basically taking over his territory, and they're you know they're they're pushing him out. So let me go through the article here. I did not actually make notes on this because I'm fucking stupid uh okay he, he made a series of tweets his account is at lagunitas t 
I don't really know what that represents. But he tweeted, this was back uh, mid-December, Learn that Sam Adams Rebel IPA marketing plans include specifically targeting our biz as well as other craft IPA. Flattering and sad it is. Sam Adams Boston beer is powerful, but what is it about power that so inevitably corrupts? Fuck them. We're ready. Drink what thrills ya. I'm reading all the mentions. I'm okay with competition. This makes us better brewers and brings your desires to light. This would be uh, parasitism. Uh, let's see. Somebody else commented, I don't see how they brewing a West Coast IPA is a direct attack on you or anyone else. Uh, here we go. Boston Beer specifically told our distributors in common they were going to take our tap handles everywhere they could. That's an important point right there. That's not fishing in the same pond. That's a directed attack making Lagunitas unavailable. Imagine someone threatening your children. Oh, God! Not the same thing, dude. Not the same thing. We don't own IPA, never pretended we do, but we feel that we own what we've accomplished. In San Francisco, first week, found a bar that got three Rebel IPA uh, kegs for free. I'm assuming kegs. Do you want your brewer to see it all as a big game? All just marketing, no blood, selling you hangovers without seeing the beer as liquid soul? Okay, now he's just coming across as a douche. Uh, Jim Cook responded to it saying, and he actually responded through Beer Advocate. We don't target other craft brewers and that ultimately it's the retailer who makes the final decision on what beers to serve on draft. It becomes a he said, he said kind of thing with this one. And um, yeah, Oxtail posted a picture in the uh, in the chat. Little Matt posted a picture of the bottle. Uh, Oxtail posted a picture of... I'm trying to figure this out. If it's a promotional item, it's... It, I know they're supposed to be going for the like anarchist rebel kind of look and it, like a spray paint can kind of thing. I don't know if that's a promotional kind of thing or if it's supposed to actually be functional kind of thing. Uh, Marianne says they have the rebel IPA on tap at uh, B Dubs, and I, I I I think I saw somebody on Reddit mention about it being on the tap at B Dubs. Um, and Marianne, I I love B Dubs. The, I am not a I'm not a fan of bone in wings, but I prefer boneless wings, and I really enjoy the mango habanero wings there. I think it's it, it's delicious. I mean, it, you know, I I, th- I think it's good. It, it's it's above the average chicken, you know. Um, and um, I like their fried pickles. Fried pickles are good. My kid seems to eat the food there. So, the fried pickles. Here here here's a tip. If you, uh, instead of dipping it in the sauce that they give you, and if you dip it in ketchup, it tastes like a White Castle burger. Just to say there. <laughs> um, boneless wings or big chicken nuggets. Yes, I know, but... <laughs> I don't... Mango habanero, P-Rock. It's spicy. Spicy, spicy, spicy. And it's good. It, I think it's actually the third spiciest sauce. Wow. I sound like Marianne for a second there. Swoss? Or did I sound like a Long Islander? I don't fucking know anymore. But the third spiciest sauce on the menu. So, somebody, <laughs> Jesus, and Cornax, they don't have poutine. Oh, now Marianne's getting to me. Adult eat, adults eat their wings with bones in. You know what? Okay. If if I'm in a situation where there are bone wings in, as opposed to boneless wings, I will eat them. I will enjoy them, but I have an aversion to 
bones in my food. I just do. And, you know what? Let me see here. Uh, mango. Damn you people. You got you guys. Are, oh, why do I see a call coming in? Hey, Cornax. Okay, what what did I do now? <laughs> Bullshit, sir. They do have poutine. Wait, B Dubs has poutine. Uh huh. Where? Well, I live <laughs> in New York, but oh, okay. It could have been a limit time only. They had fried cheese curds. Uh, let's see. It was. I think they put bacon on it. Pico de gallo. Uh, French fries and. Yeah, it was good. I think I, I I may have missed that out here. Either I did not go there within that period when they had it, or they just did not bring it to my area. Well, that's kind of shitty. I love poutine, or I would love poutine if I would get to try it. I've had that was food. my first poutine. Whereas Dark Fox posts pictures in WhatsApp of McDonald's poutine, which is kind of scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> This show always devolves into food. It really does. But it, beer and food go together, and I, I I can't believe I can't believe that I'm 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 being I'm being busted on right now for oh uh, sorry I guess I had you a little loud there Cornex my apologies. So it wasn't my levels; it was your levels. Yes, I'm sorry. I had Cornex too loud. I apologize. So everyone's people. yelling at me while it's your fault. Yeah, it was my fault. Um. Yeah, Oxtail says mango habanero is what chicks put on wings. <sighs> no, the the mango habanero is the third spiciest, I believe. I believe the third spiciest. Let me see here if I can just see menu. Come on, B dubs, give me. Let's see. Yes, the third spiciest, third hottest on the menu. The only other ones are wild, which is the classic wing sauce. Big flavor, blister, and heat, and blazon. Keep away from your eyes, pets, and children. The hottest sauce we got. You better be ready, blazon. The mango habanero, I say, is delicious. I I would like to see oxtail try it. I don't know. I enjoy it. Oh, now you get quiet, Cornax. What the hell? What? Huh? What? <laughs> Yeah, now little Matt wants us to talk about biscuits and gravy. Oh, biscuits and gravy. I make a good biscuits and gravy. <laughs> I'm just amazed that with all the B-dub stuff, we haven't referenced B-hubs, the old intern. Oh, yeah. Forgot about B-hubs. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he went on to host his own college radio show, and uh, then I don't know. Ah, Boo. We we need to we need to do a feature on whatever happened to B Hubs. He was hit by a, a runaway chicken truck. Yeah, I think you're losing. Carrying it there. cocaine. <laughs> oh god. In chicken anuses. Oh. Okay, I'm getting back to the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank I you, Cornex. Have a nice day. <laughs> that was once again Cornex of the Nerd Hour. Um, yeah, we're talking about biscuits and gravy in the chat now. Uh, biscuits and gravy is the shit. Hardee's biscuits and gravy is like a hangover cure. You know, we don't have Hardee's around here anymore. The only Hardee's I ever see is on the Ohio Turnpike, and I don't know if they have biscuits and gravy. Uh, blazing all heat, no flavor. You know what? I've never had the blazing at B-Dub, so I could not say exactly. I would gather that kind of like the, um the Ghostface Killer beer that I had last week. That was 
kind of the same. All heat, no flavor. You're not really enjoying it. The mango habanero, and I know, fruit and spice, whatever. It's extremely spicy. Last time I ordered it at the at the restaurant, the waitress looked at me like, are you sure? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, very spicy, but it is still flavorful at that point. And Marianne says she's never had biscuits and gravy. Oh, my God! And she says it sounds yucky. No, 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 no. And eh, that poutine looks like something I'd eat, Cornex. Um, wait, now Mitch is saying I'm a fruit. What the fuck, dude? I dare all of you to eat the mango habanero at B-dubs and report back. Seriously. Do it. Get the, Even get the snack size. Get the snack size, because they have a snack size now. Do that. Report back to me, and tell me I'm a fucking fruit. But anyway, biscuits and gravy, Marianne. I would say it's a southern thing, but I think I, 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 think I picked it up from my mom. Yeah, it, P-Rock says, biscuits with sausage gravy is a staple at my house. It's got to be sausage gravy, not just flat-out sawmill gravy. <sighs> Apparently, I'm gay, right? Fuck. That was clean, too. God damn it. Uh, okay, so so is the Mango Rita gay? I don't know. Okay, well, Mitch thinks spicy food is for Mexicans and weirdos. So, where's Kitty, anyway? Um, but yeah, Marianne, biscuits and gravy. If you are ever interested, I can send you a good recipe for the sausage gravy. And then, honestly, you can just get the... the Pillsbury biscuits, you know, pop out of that can. Uh, the, the sausage gravy, that's the important part of it. If you're ever interested, I will send you a recipe. And the chunky things, I believe that is, th- those are the cheese curds. So if you're not in the chat, uh, Cornex is posting pictures of poutine. God damn. 75% of the time, this show devolves into food talk. I will have to alter the format of the show eventually. I have had fried cheese curds before, and they are delicious. I had them actually at uh, one of the beer festivals I went to from a uh, food truck called The Cow and the Curd. They're very good. And yes, little Matt, I do know the difference between sauce and gravy. See, we're going into all different food topics here. Because I, when I moved out here, I lived with my ex's family, and they were the type of family that called the red stuff that you would mix in a pot and put on your pasta, they would call that gravy. And it drove me fucking nuts. Drove me nuts. Drove me insane. Red is sauce. Brown is gravy. That's it. Okay. And Mitch, let's see, Mitch made a pizza roll hot dish last night. It was good, but needs some adjusting. And let's see, um, Wait, somebody was trying to get me back on track. Oh, P-Rock was trying to get me back on track. What's up with the Reds? P-Rock, have you tried any of the Reds apple ale? I'm curious because I have had the regular Reds apple. Wasn't all that impressed with it. I'd rather have a cider. The Red strawberry, pretty good. But you have to be into fruit-flavored beers. That's all I'm saying. And Marianne agrees. Red is sauce, brown is gravy. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. 
Why do I get the feeling I'm going to be getting another call in a moment or two? Skype frightens me like that sometimes. Um, it, but before we got in this, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mitch says the strawberry is pretty good. The, and I, I like the strawberry. I and it's it it's it's technically a beer oxtail. Um, de- definitely not a cider. Cider has more of a bite. The red strawberry, good. I don't like the regular apple. And like Mitch says, it's not an everyday drink. <laughs> Damn it, P-Rock. See, P-Rock, P-Rock seems to know things here. Uh, before that, um, there were actually some comments on Reddit about the Rebel IPA Lagunitas kerfuffle, if we can call it that. Uh, somebody... In Reddit, they said, I work in the craft beer industry in New York City. I know for a fact that Sam Adams sent a letter to all of their distributors nationwide saying they're specifically targeting craft breweries, Lagunitas being the main target with Rebel. Blah, 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 blah. Kind of going on. Sam Adams is evil. They've gotten too big for their britches. Blah, 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 blah. Somebody else decided to reply, all of their distributors? You're either a shill for Lagunitas or you have some deep hatred for Boston Beer Company. I've been in sales for a long time at a very large distributor in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. We distribute Sam Adams, and everything you said looks like complete BS. We've never given away free kegs. Yes, he was accusing Sam Adams of giving away free kegs to bars to get a foothold in there. Never paid for a tap line. Same accusation. The Rebel IPA intro party happened a couple weeks ago at our distributor. There were more than five Boston Beer Company reps amongst us talking about the new product and taste testing. Not once... Did they mention who to target on the draft lines? Boston Beer Company has sales incentives just like every other brewery going through a distributor, but I've never done anything, quote, illegal to get my lines. And yes, it is illegal to have a brewery pay for a tap line and give away free kegs, apparently. I've spoken with many of the on-premise managers about the targeting Lagunitas lines, and they said they've never heard anything about that. So... It seems to be a lot of BS going both ways on that. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Good call, P-Rock. See, P-Rock's on Skype, too, so he, he he knows apparently what's going on, and he knows my paranoia. <laughs> and I, it, it's weird. I, I was reading a bit about the taste of Rebel IPA, people's re- re- um, reactions to it. And, again, my my distaste of IPAs is well-known and notorious, but it almost sounds like one that I would try if I was able to pick it up and build a six-pack because people were saying it's not hoppy enough, it doesn't taste like an IPA, blah, 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 you know, shit like that. When people say stuff like that about an IPA, I think I might actually be more likely to try it. Again, more I I'm going to try more IPAs during the year. I don't know, maybe I maybe I can force my palate into it. Who knows. But see what happens with that. Uh, let's see. Do I have any more story? You know what? Last story I want to get into before I get into the new beer releases and reveals cuz I did tease this at the beginning of the show and I thought it was actually kind of cool. From the Wall Street Journal, brew your own beer at Kyuchi Brewery in Japan. It's two hours north of Tokyo. Kyuchi Brewery, they're known for their Hitachino Nest beer. 
I've never had it, but I have seen it many times. There have been a few times where I've wanted to add it to a pick a six pack and haven't done it. Maybe next time I'm out, I will just to try it out. I actually heard good things about it. The workshop there, it's called Brew on Premises. Not too creative, but whatever. Uh, they offer craft beer fans chance to create their own brews based on the recipes for Hitachino Nest. And if you've ne- if you're not familiar with Hitachino Nest, the I believe the bottle has like an owl on it. So you may have seen it and just not realize it. Matt saying I love forcing my palate into things. Um, I won't get into that right now. It's not that kind of show. Okay. See, I have, I have my problem. I endeavor to have better comedic timing in 2014 too, right? <sighs> Shit. Okay, so um, with this workshop, it lasts four hours. It walks participants through the steps, measuring malt and hops, mashing and filtering. But the fermentation and the maturation of the beer, those are taken care of by the brewery. Okay, that's fine because that's a process you don't necessarily need to watch. The cost is per order, not per person. And I thought this was kind of interesting. That's why I said, you know, something around here was like, you know, we had something around in Jersey like that. I'd rope Dennis into it. The minimum is for 45 bottles of beer for around 27,000 Japanese yen, which is about $260 US. And it can be split among a group of people. It's not limited to how you split it. Four styles of beer can be chosen. White ale, pale ale, amber ale, and sweet stout. I'd go for the sweet stout. That's probably the one I would try and find for uh, Hitachino Nest. I think I think Hitachino Nest has an espresso stout, if I remember correctly. Uh, let's see. Brewing room is small. So the maximum number of people in any one session is about 10 to 15 people. The popularity has required weekend bookings to be made up to a month in advance. Uh, it's probably going to increase further as it's publicized more. There are six to seven staggered sessions over the two days of the weekends. Oh, okay. And Oxtail posted the uh, image in the chat there of the the Hitachino owl. Like one of the bottles he posted there is red rice ale. And the bottle cap has the owl on it. And like I said, I, I, I've seen it before in the build of six packs. I've just never, never had occasion to get it. I, th- I think because it tends to be a little bit more expensive per bottle. I think in the build of six packs, I want to say it was like, in some cases, three ninety nine, four ninety nine a bottle. Oh, and oh, damn, Oxtail is on the ball today. Found the espresso stout there, and that actually looks really, really good. Like a nice, nice uh, dark head on top of the on top of the beer there. To make sure I worded that properly, <laughs> um, so they've actually begun offering instructions in English as well due to the increase in English-speaking clientele, which doesn't help me because I'm not getting over to Japan anytime soon. And like, like I said, I, I'd pay for something like that here because it would mean I wouldn't be responsible for the sanitization. I'm assuming, or if I was, it would at least be a more controllable environment than my fucking grubby kitchen so uh, if anybody knows about a place in Jersey like that let me know because I would really enjoy something like that I know I know there are some when I mentioned a um, like different work retreats where they would go to breweries and brew their own beer and stuff I don't know if that's quite the same but 
I'm going to keep an eye out in Jersey for stuff like that. that that's another thing I got to do this year. I, I got to do some brewery tours. I've been meaning to. I want to go to Cricket Hill. Um, I know there, obviously I want to go to like Carton Brewing, stuff like that. I, I want to be able to like do tours and, and, you know, get some of the fresh beer from these breweries, you know, from time to time. Um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you guys suck. Uh, okay. Let me get into the new, uh, beer releases and reveals for the week since we're, we're running up against the eight o'clock hour. So we've got Elysian Brewings, Oddland. Okay. I, I, I get the feeling this is one that P-Rock wouldn't like, for instance. Um, see, Little Matt knows Cricket Hill East Coast Lager. That's actually my father-in-law's favorite beer now. So uh, this is from Elysian Brewing. Oddland Gingerberry Brown Ale. And yes, Marianne, I'd love to visit you up there because I want to tour Sam Adams really, really bad. I'd have to figure that out. Maybe I'll make it work somehow this summer. I don't know. Elysium Brewing, Oddland Gingerberry Brown Ale that P-Rock would not touch. This is the next in Elysium's Oddland series, and I posted it in the chat for uh, the uh, label in the chat for anybody who wants to see it. It's by Seattle artist Jim Woodring. That's the label. Uh, it's an 8% brown ale brewed with raspberry, blackberry, boysenberry, and ginger. It's available in 22-ounce bombers and on draft next month. I know Little Matt says he's hesitant to try brown ales. I've actually, for the most part, had good experience with brown ales. Uh, the, the best one that I remember is um, uh, Dogfish Head's Indian Brown Ale. That's a that's a very basic kind of one. Um, and oh, see, we could all we could all visit Marianne. Thank you, Marianne. <laughs> Poor Matt. <laughs> Okay, the next one I got up here. <laughs> ah, you guys. See, I love I, I love the chat room. <laughs> poor, poor Matt. Oh, oh, I feel bad for him now. Uh, this is Long Trail Culmination. It's the newest addition to their Brush and Barrel series. It's an imperial ale, a dark chocolate porter brewed with fresh roasted cacao and I, I hate that word because it, it just sounds wrong cacao and if you say it enough times it loses all meaning cacao moo nah uh, 9.3% alcohol by volume release is still to be determined this next one is one that I am genuinely excited about because when beers like this are successful they are really, really, really good. This is from Duclaw Brewing, as I teased before. This is Coco Fuego. It is a stout brewed with chocolate and chipotle peppers. Now, if you've never had chili beer, you need to try one at least once. Going by the way Sweet Baby Jesus went, Duclaw knows how to balance their chocolate and other strong flavors. So... I have a good feeling about this one. Um, I'm trying to think of another easy to find. Um, well, it's not chocolate and chilies, but uh, Rogue has a Chipotle ale. So if if you want to kind of dip into the the chili beer, that uh, that might be a decent one. Yeah, Oxtail says it looks like a mixer pack try. Yeah, if you're not sure about the Chipotle peppers, 
that you may want to try for the build a six pack because you never you never quite know. Um, I've had some that you it feels like somebody just shot a pepper mill in the back of your throat. Others where the the flavors blend really really well. Um, I don't know. It, it, it chili beers are hard to explain because it it's such a such a different flavor profile. Um. Okay, let's see what I got next year. Oh, this is the last one. Flying Dog. And see, this is what I, I teased this one before, too. Flying Dog Brewhouse Rarities Mint Chocolate Stout. I am a little bit apprehensive about this one because of how the shipyard came across. Uh,. I didn't see any entry on Rate Beer for this. I didn't see any entry on Beer Advocate, Untapped, anything like that. So I'm really going to be going into this blind. Um, it's part of their Brewhouse Rarity series, which is ordinarily draft only, and they're one-off creations. It's 5.7% alcohol by volume, 12-ounce bottles in draft. It's a tentative February release. Um, <laughs> Matt says he's not apprehensive to try it. Um, yeah, see, Marianne wants to try it too. Like I said, with with the shipyard, it wasn't bad, but I thought it was too heavy handed on the spearmint. I know, like I I, I have I have um, uh, spearmint flavoring, like spearmint oil or whatever, in my spice cabinet. Yes, I have a spice cabinet. I like to cook sometimes. What the hell? And that's one of those things where there there is such a fine line. That the difference between you know too much and too little, very 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 fine. Um, I know I, like with the spearmint, I think I was trying to use it with like with um like a chocolate kind of smoothie thing. It is impossible to get the right amount going with it. it. Very very difficult. So I'm very curious to see what Flying Dog does with this. Um. I want to say I don't have my hopes set too high, but I actually kind of do because I really want to find a mint chocolate stout that I enjoy. I had my hopes set high for Shipyard, and I was disappointed. Uh, I mean, let's see what let's see what uh, Flying Dog does with this. It seems like more people are trying to be adventurous with this. Um, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think what style is going to really hit in 2014. What flavor profile? 2013, you had a lot of lemon beers come out, a lot of peach beers come out, stuff like that. Um, yeah, Oxtail says spearmint and beer. That's scary. It, it it wasn't that scary necessarily because it did work with the chocolate, but it was just too much spearmint. As I went through the bottle, and it was a, it was a bomber size bottle, so I think that helped it a bit because as I went through the bottle it mellowed out a little bit more and I was kind of numbed to the spearmint so it mixed better. Um, what the hell? Positive pregnancy test? What the hell? Is Marianne selling positive pregnancy tests? Boo! Oh, Matt says Miller Ch- Miller's Chill with Lime was the worst beer he's ever tried. See, I I will admit, I used to like Bud Light, Bud Light Lime. I don't know. I'm, um... I'm adventurous with things. Um, Jesus Christ. What the hell? <laughs> uh, 
for, for anybody that's not in the chat, Marianne just posted a um, a image from Craigslist. Somebody selling a positive pregnancy test for fifteen bucks. Oof. Oof. Yeah, the, I never had Miller Miller chilled with lime. I had Bud Light lime. Bud Light lime in a pinch, pretty good. Um, I, I I still put limes in my Corona stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not, I'm not I'm not gonna bust on the cheaper beers because they have their place. You know, they're they're, they're I don't know. Uh, I should probably end the show because I am completely rambling. And hopefully I have some Taco Bell or something upstairs to take off the edge a little bit. Uh, so, um, what, the hell am I, what the hell am I doing here? I thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, first show of 2014, hopefully. I don't know. Hopefully it went okay. I be, and I like I said, I think this is show number 50. I will be hitting the uh, one-year anniversary of ABV very, very shortly. I believe my first show was on I, I I can look this up because I I have archives god damn it uh show archives 2013 first show was on January 27th so we're getting very 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 close so thank you guys for joining as always add your stuff to the ABV beer tasting list I've been trying to add when I can I got to add Merrymaker in there I got I know I got to add a couple of these Budweiser project 12s tinyurl.com/abvbeertasting um Pop into the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume, and the Facebook page. Like it, please. Show me you love me. Uh, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. Follow me on Twitter at EDICIUS or the show Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. Talk me up to some other breweries. You know, get, get some buzz going out there. And of course, look me up on Untapped, alcohol by volume, all one word. Coming up next, it's an unsigned hype replay sadly because j5 is sick as a dog so feel better guy uh followed by i believe in all you dutch and royce i will see you guys next week take care everybody